What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Shockcast. My name's Luke and Tally. Joining us today, we got Giuseppe Nelva, finally back Hello, from TGS. I'm not back from TGS. I still in Tokyo. Oh, really? That explains yeah. the new uh, format you got going on with your camera. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the only place I can place my computer on. So, yeah, you're going to have to... To, to see me against the lights because that's all there is to it here. It's all right. It gives you a very angelic glow. Um, yeah. So when are, you getting, when are you getting back? Uh, in beginning of October. Okay. Like October 4th. Well, you sh you're supposed to know. <laughs> I don't keep a, a schedule of your calendar. Um, all right. Also with us, we got Ryan Meitzler. How you doing, Ryan? Oh, sorry, my mic was muted. Uh, yes, I'm was. impressed that I'm uh, I'm impressed that Giuseppe's not in two places at once. So, I've always gotten that impression that he actually is just multiple people disguised as a person based on how often he posts. It's it's like uh, when you see a person in a trench coat and really they're just three cats that are in a trench coat. Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> That's very funny. No, seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're talking uh, Japanese games. Of course, we just went through Tokyo Game Show. Uh, we have a resident e uh, expert on this, Giuseppe. Uh, they're on the scene, obviously. Uh, so we're going to get his impressions of what the show was like this year, uh, what his favorite things were, uh, what he noticed, what surprised him, all of that fun stuff. And, of course, Ryan and I will react to it. Um, but first, let's start off just go by saying what we've been playing. React lately. like, uh, ah, oh. Now, I'll, I'll probably just nod my head and smile because I won't know what's going uh, on. Ah, come on. It's like... <laughs> come on. Uh, well, you need to learn stuff because otherwise I'm going to fire you. Oh, yes. In that case, we will have everything learned. Um, all right, so let's, let's start Easy. off uh, just what we've been playing lately. Uh, Ryan, what have you been playing? Uh, so most recently, in terms of review stuff, uh, I think I covered it on last week's show, but Dragon Quest Seven on 3DS. Uh, most recent thing I finished was The Bunker, uh, which is a uh, 2016 FMV game, which I never would have thought I would have played, but it was actually pretty decent. A um, couple things here and there I wasn't a huge fan of, but it was still really cool. And trying to get back into The Witcher 3, because I, I want to play the DLC, but the last couple weeks I've been busy, so I'm like going through Witcher withdrawal right now. Understandable. <laughs> All right, so what have you? What are you lined up to play next? Uh, I'm going to be playing next uh, a double dose of Telltale game stuff. I'm going to be playing the uh, next episode of their Batman series and uh, the eighth episode of Minecraft Story Mode. So I'm probably going to start on those. Hopefully after we're done here. I hope. All right, sounds good. How about you, Giuseppe? Have you been playing anything well, on the Vita? I haven't been playing on the Vita. I, I don't know. You're in. I just imagine anyone in Tokyo. Actually, you know, you know the funny thing. The, the funny thing is that uh, you don't see many people playing the Vita even in Tokyo. I, I know that the Vita is still pretty popular here, right? But mostly, you see, even like in a, on the um, like on the on the on the subway and stuff like on the train, you see mostly people playing on um, on uh, like mobile or 3DS. Uh, one I've seen like I've been here uh, more or less a week. Mm -hmm. if I move around, I'm making myself coffee. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen, I, I've been here almost uh, a week by the, by now, actually more than a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen someone with a Vita on the train once. Uh, <laughs> and I was like almost about to, to hug him and say, brother. <laughs> they're, they're probably all but, at home playing Persona right now. So Yeah, but it's not on Vita. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it's on PS4. But yeah, probably yeah, all, all like the PlayStation gamers are playing Persona that sold like a gazillion copies. Like it sold 300, 370,000 copies. In Japan, so that's very huge. Good for Japan, yeah. That, well, yeah. That, it, it's not huge. Like, uh, well, it, it is the, the, the best selling Persona game to, to date mm-hmm. for, um, for Japan, so it's still good. Uh, it, it's not Final Fantasy numbers, of course, but Persona is a little bit of a more niche game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very good. And it actually pushed the PS4 quite a lot. Like, PS4 had. Had an interesting ride lately because, like, um, normally when uh, when you don't get like when you when you get a new model of PS4, they don't just empty the shop with the old ones. Like here in Japan, in the, in the past few weeks, the PS4 sold the Xbox One levels, <laughs> which is really really bad because no because right. there was no PS show, PS4 in the shop. There there was none to find. Like it it it, it right. sold like 500 units a week. So now, now it's sold almost almost one hundred thousand in a week, and that's mostly due to Persona Five, I think. I was I was a bit surprised because um, because uh, the PS4 Pro has been announced. So I was expecting people not to buy the PS4 Slim because, like you know, in a month you can get the Pro, which is more uh, more powerful and cost not not very much more, really, right? Uh, not too much, but has it's a hundred dollars here. Like yeah, it's only a hundred dollars more, and that's pretty much the same the same exchange in Japan. So it's not much more. For it, I yeah. would never buy if I didn't have a PS4. I'd wait, definitely. Personally, definitely. I would too. But how has I mean I I don't know necessarily the electronics culture in Japan the... at the moment has 4K TV really proliferated there? But it's not really just 4K. Like PS4 no, but... can PS4 can uh, well. Here, people have more 4K TVs than in the West, I think. Okay. Like, uh, but uh, in any case, I like for um, PS4 has advantages even when you don't have a 4K TV. So, uh, yeah. But in any case, I'm 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 digressing a little bit. Uh, you asked me what I was playing. <laughs> yes. Actually, I played a lot of games at Tokyo Game Show, like a whole lot, but nothing uh, like in a. In a extensive fashion, of course, because of course when you are when you're on a show floor, you don't play much. Like you play you play the game for like 15 minutes tops, and if you're lucky, um, but that's that's pretty much it. You don't check, you get to stay there and play some. I had a lot of time with um, with uh, the Last Guardian, mm-hmm. uh, Sony. Uh, the, I actually went uh, into the Sancta Sanctorum. Uh, the Sony uh, Computer Entertainment um, uh, headquarters. So it's it's very it's kind of realistic in that point of view because an animal will not respond like robotically to your control. So it, it, if you call an animal, uh, first of all, it won't understand you, um, or maybe it will, but not really like a human would be would do. So. It won't like immediately react and come immediately to you as soon as you snap your fingers, right? So the the Trico will feel like he's an animal. Like it won't respond immediately to your command. It won't be you. It, it will little a little bit of convincing, for instance, to make it move sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice on one point of view. On the other point of view, uh, I can see a lot of people getting frustrated at it mm-hmm. because. They they expect they expect a game in which uh, their controls are being obeyed basically right right so uh, 
So I, I'm not sure how how that part will be received, um, but it, it looks fantastic, and and we'll uh, we'll see how we'll see how people react. Uh, so let's move on with the with the with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we'll, we'll start with real people. Thanks. Go ahead. Let's start. Uh, what? Just start with the basic thing. What is the favorite thing you saw at the podcast? Not the podcast. The TGS. At the podcast. Tokyo Game Show. You crapping out. Uh, no. <laughs> well, TGS was really good this year in in a way, and really strange in another way. There weren't very many announcements at all, but that's normal because you know they just had we just had Gamescom and uh, and uh, E3. So Tokyo Game Show has become less a matter of announcement and more a matter of having things playable, uh, things that are already announced announced playable. And there were a lot of things playable on show, like really a lot. So it's difficult to say if real favorite, but um, there were some highlights. Well, first of all, the two that I already said, uh, especially Gravity Rush was really great. I, I'm, mm. And not just what I played, those bastards are sunny. They had us play like the the demo that they had in the show floor, which is basically a tutorial, okay. and that's all they made us play. But they actually shown us without letting us play the actual full game, which is like a million times better. Right, they, like mm-hmm. it's the most three dimensional world I ever, uh, open world I ever seen. Like you can fly around freely, up, down, back, forth, whenever you want, wherever you want. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you fly into the clouds. Uh, the clouds are all rendered. Uh, the colors are fantastic. You can you can go literally from city to city. They are all floating cities, and, and yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. Right. And and I was like, why the hell do you, don't you making me play this thing? I want to play it. I want to record it so I can show it to my readers instead of just showing it to me like this. That this is torture. <laughs> yeah. That that's like that. Then I played Gran Turismo Sport quite a bit, and I was uh, I was actually surprised how much it, it got better since uh, uh, the last time I tried it. Um, not much graphically. Everyone is like bitching a little bit on the graphics on Gran Turismo Sport, but Gran Turismo has never been like a super graphical powerhouse. They want a 60 FPS, clean 60 FPS, and they want most, and it's mostly like a cold. Uh, uh, precise simulation as as far away console simulation can go, okay. um, and uh, and it feels really good on your in your hand when you play it, like the the driving and all the the physics and everything. Of course, it's not as full fledged simulator because it's still a console game. Uh, otherwise, it probably wouldn't sell as much <laughs> if if it was like a real simulator. But it it is actually really really pleasant to play, and I and I love my time with it. Uh, I finally got my hand on a playable build of Horizon Zero Dawn, and that was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> that was Very jealous. Really, 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 really good. Uh, yeah. What I actually played that was kind of forgotten to, forgetting to say for some reason, uh, I actually got to play like an hour of um, Final Fantasy XV, which is okay. like bonkers good. Like it. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> Well, it didn't get our, our game of show for nothing. Like, yeah. Uh, if you if you if you have seen our uh, if you people have read our uh, Dual Shockers Awards, uh, it basically got everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it got best PS4, best Xbox One, best RPG, um, and game of show. And then the Reader's Choice Awards that we didn't choose. You you choose it, and personally you choose right. 
like the game felt really polished. It felt really smooth. Like the, the, I think the frame rate is really close to 30 FPS, like very stable now. At least the, I think it is very stable in the in the places that I tried. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, it's near the beginning of the game, so there wasn't there weren't like really super duper great battles, like with millions of uh, creatures on screen and stuff like that. So we'll have to see how the full game um, performs. But the game mm-hmm. felt so good, like oh. I, I, I'm like, oh yeah. If, if they honestly, if they if if they manage to maintain the same level of quality through the whole game, uh, this is going to be a classic. Like, really. <laughs> Great, because yeah. my my hype for that game is really off the rails. You're telling me it's going to live up to the hype? Uh, I can't say because I played just the first hour of the game. Right. So you know, it's an it's a JRPG. So the first hour tell something but doesn't tell the whole picture right. uh if the level the pacing is what really matters a lot on animals and the pacing is something that you can keep through the whole game but you could not so uh the, i can say and i would go out on a limb here uh the first hour of the game is better to me sorry my phone is for some reason stop damn it um <laughs> i put my alarm and and then it's continuing to, to, to like, uh, ring. Uh, uh, I was saying the first hour of the game, it's better on my end for my for my taste than than the Witcher 3. The first hour of the Witcher 3. Wow. Which is saying a lot. Yeah, that is saying a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, if, if they manage to keep this quality through the whole game, which I'm not saying they will because I have no way to know. Mm-hmm. Then we have an instant classic in our head, uh, like really. And, and I know Ryan has been playing The Witcher Three for for a while now, so you know what yep. I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it really yeah for sure. Right, like uh, The Witcher Three is great. Uh, the Witcher Three is great, but lacks uh, companions. Your Ger- your Geralt, and you go around with Ger- as Geralt. You have sometimes someone following you around, but mm. I kind of feel better when I have a group of people with me. Uh, Five Fantasy Fifteen is a little bit of a sausage pass. <laughs> yeah, it's all guys. <laughs> the, as as a lot of people I hear call them the bros, pretty much yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it feels a bit weird for me to have all male characters, to be honest. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's 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 interesting for Final Fantasy because they always usually have a pretty like good mix of like you know a lot of female characters. Love yeah. interest. So and this the... is like. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but even even that, I think it's just interesting to see a, a Final Fantasy game where it's an all entirely male cast. Like it's you know it's interesting. Yeah, there's gonna be guest characters that are female. You know, there there is. I, I've seen a lot of Cindy for for from on the first part of the game, and this was not the demo actually. They told me that it was actually the game. It mm-hmm. it cut off after two hours, uh, so there wasn't the whole content of the game, but it was the game in itself. Like they they just they just had added a cut off. So that people couldn't go on, on and play the whole game, uh, mm. but it is the the full game, and they're just going to continue to improve it through the through the through the time through the, through the time they are left. Okay. Funny, funny uh, if you want more female, <laughs> then you're gonna have to play um, Kuni 2, which is Knights of the Sewer 2 by Koei Tecmo. Mm. I actually interviewed the producer of the game, which told which I uh, did that one as if all female cast. And and, it, and I asked him. I asked him, is this, is there going to be any like relevant male character? Is it going to be all female? And I was like, 
Uh, who needs males in the cast? Let, let, let's all have just females. That's 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 perfectly fine. We want to all, all have all all girls. And see, so if you want all females, that's that's where you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna come out this year as well, something like that. Well, this year in Japan and next year, I think in in the West. But um, I've done a lot of interviews as well, which uh, they will roll onto the side, uh, uh, like slowly, like uh, gradually. Uh, we got the interview with Itadaka Miyazaki yesterday, uh, mm. which uh, which came with a little bit of a controversy. <laughs> what was the controversy? Uh, basically, when um, when I did the interview with Miyazaki-san. I was, um, um, we, we were basically, it was a round table interview, so it was multiple panel. Mm-hmm. It was me, it was Brian Ashton from Kotaku, which is very, uh, he, he, he lives in Japan, and so he's fluent in Japanese, uh, which is funny, because here is funny, and if you, if you go read the interview on Kotaku, he actually mentions it, because uh, basically what the, the translator, uh, basically, Miyazaki said that he doesn't feel working on um, Dark Souls three on Dark Souls series anymore himself. Okay, mm-hmm. he's okay with letting other people at on at From Software play with it, uh, like working on it. But he doesn't he doesn't feel like working on Dark Souls itself anymore himself. And the translator softened it a lot. You know, the translation yeah. was very much uh, like softened, which is strange because it was the translator was was. From Bandai Namco, he wasn't from from software. But anyway, uh, and and Ashcraft was like, no, he didn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, whoa, <laughs> he didn't say this. He said this, and the translator was like, he, he kind of comforted with me and Zaki a little bit, and then he was, thank you for torturing me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And Ashka was like, "I'm just keeping you honest." <laughs> I was a re- I actually like that a lot. Um, Ashka is a is a funny guy, but um, right. basically that wasn't the controversy. That was just the the beginning of it. Um, that was basically he, me, him, uh, someone from GameStop, GameSpot, someone from IGN, and we were all together with Miyazaki and the translator. So everyone heard the same things. And actually, two people between the audience were uh, three people within the audience. Well, two and a half uh, were fluent in Japanese. I can understand Japanese pretty well myself. So two and a half. Okay. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't really need a translator. <laughs> so um, they were, they were, we were asking what kind of games from software is, is making in the future. And, and Miyazaki was like, uh, oh, we're, we're making one game that's going to fulfill the expectation of the fans. So it's probably going to be a Dark Souls-like game, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 that, but they say that it is going to fulfill the expectations of finding a straightforward manner. Then what they say that we're doing a, a weird game, a game that people will think that it's weird that we're doing. So, and he didn't give any like indication about that. I don't know about that. I asked him if it was a, maj- a Majoku game, which means that it's basically a game that's very bright, colored with the. Uh, with magical girls, I was just, he was just laughing. <laughs> at, right, of course. He said, "Oh, we need we need more experience because we, before we can tackle that genre." Miyazaki <laughs> 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 uh, is very funny, by the way. When he talks, is like he's uh, like a care bear. He's like a, uh, you want to hug me, you want to hug him when 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 you're in front of him because he's very like uh, it's very nice. But uh, the the very the, the then then the controversy kind of come because then I asked him. 
about our armor core, you know, that, that, that they had gone silent on the series. And Miyazaki told me, literally, um, armor core wa which literally means uh, we are making right now, because it's currently, it, uh, armor core. Like, it's literally that. It can't be interpreted in any other way. So, mm -hmm. of course, I reported about it. Um, and, uh, like, an hour after the report came out, um, I get that, I, I find out that, um, like, uh, From Software sent a press release to the Japanese media saying that they didn't say that. That they ah. say that they, uh, that, um, the um that it, it, it expressed the intention of continuing the series in the future when nothing had been decided which unfortunately is not true and yesterday uh actually bandai namco asked us to, to, to take down the the report mostly because of, of embargo reason we had like a slight misunderstanding about the embargo um but yesterday we published the interview with with that part still in because of course we also included the 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 notice from from software, but uh, journalistically we have to report the interview exactly how it went, right? Yeah, of course. So, and the other uh, the other outlets that were there also reported the same thing. So it's it's not us. Uh, it's it's not that we misunderstood. Uh, Miyazaki-san say that we are making Armor Core. So. And if you and you can read it on Dual Shockers, you can read it on Kotaku, you can read it on IGN, you can read it on all the outlets that were there because that's what he said. And um, I don't know why Prom um, Software decided to backtrack on that, uh, but uh, it's their prerogative, of course. Maybe right. he didn't mean what he said, but that's what he said. And I personally think he meant that. Uh, but then. Um, when he went back, someone told him, "Oh, you should. You you weren't supposed to say this, even if he's the president of the company." So, you know, sometimes things go that, that way. And it was a little bit of a controversy, but the, it was a very instructional and interesting interview. Uh, I, I I encourage you to read. It's it's on the front page right now. Uh, now you know the the what happens behind the sh behind the scene. There sometimes this kind of things happen, but we all understood that. And uh, Ashcraft, which is the the one that was most fluent in Japanese, is you know living in Japan for. I don't know how many years. Uh, it was absolutely sure himself of what he said. And myself, like, Armour Code Watsukutemas is basically the most basic confirmation he could give without any interpretation. That Tsukutemas is what you can say, for instance, when you're making yourself coffee. You right. say coffee Watsukutemas. I'm making coffee. That's that's current. That's now. That's There's no other interpretation. Right. So, you take you take you take in uh, if you are an Armor Core far fan you take that in consideration and you take from software's uh, notice in consideration as well we we include that both them both for to be correct uh, but it's your decision what what you want to believe basically that that's all there is to it um, but yeah that was a little bit of a controversy but it was a very nice interview I'm very curious to, to know what the weird game is really i'm sure i'm not the only one i don't know why my alarm is continuing to go off when i turn it off sorry <laughs> i had a fanfare in my alarm and it sucked uh but yeah the the i i have no idea what the weird game could be really I, I you guys have any idea 
No, no, no. I mean, I think it, I think it, it would be cool just to see a new IP, you know, because I know um, they've said Dark Souls, they're, you know, not really planning to return to that. And I think, you know, Dark Souls obviously has been really popular, but I think it's it would be cool to see them do something new and different. Yeah, so yeah. whatever well, whatever it is. I say that he's not planning to return to that. It say that, say, say that a, little, a little bit strange, basically. You say that I don't want to do it. But right, I yeah, I think, it's, I think it depends on Namco. Yeah. No, no, it's not in Bandai Namco. It's actually Armor Core. It, sorry, um, from from software publishes uh, um, the Dark Souls series by itself in Japan. Bandai Namco just jumps on uh, for, oh, for for publishing in the West. So the decision to make a, a new Souls game is basically entirely from uh, from software. Right. Interesting. I figured I figured Bandai Namco would probably really strongly encourage them to do it because Dark Souls Plus, has just been. Growing in popularity, but you know. but but the decision is theirs because they're the publisher. Like from software is right, the publisher. yeah, right. Uh, um, what I I'm wondering is that uh, the one that they say that they it will fulfill the expectations of the Final Strike manner could be Bloodborne too. Mm. That'd be yeah. interesting. Um, I, I don't know sure. if that's surprising though. That that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, so it makes for Sunny. <laughs> Seraphim in the comments says they're probably developing Sneak King too. That would be an interesting <laughs> theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone true. would be surprised. I'll give them that. <laughs> that yeah, that, 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 that is true. I, I can I can say that that is true. Then we can expect a few more interviews from us. Uh, we can you can expect an interview about uh, Gravity Rush Two with Keiichiro Toyama, the Ke, uh, Toyama, the, the the director. You can expect an, a, an interview from about Berserk uh, with. Um, uh, Koinuma-san, which is the producer and basically one of the big bosses of Koi Tecmo, then we, you can get you can expect the interview about um, um, Night of Azure 2 uh, and a few others that uh, I have, um, I, I can't even say for now uh, <laughs> right. I'm going to I'm going to say there is a game that is, that is probably off the radar of many, which I actually love it uh, which is Root Letter which is a, a right. visual novel, but it's not really a visual novel. Like it's it's kind of visual novel, and but it's kind of a mystery game itself. You have to do investigations. It's it, you could say it's it's more akin to um, um, Ace Attorney. Like okay, a, I was thinking off the top of my head, Dang and uh, Dang and Rampa. Uh, no, it's more it's more like Ace Attorney. Okay. Uh, well, Ace Attorney is in its core a visual novel, actually. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's it. You you basically have to. Um, there has been a murder in the past, and uh, you basically have to use some clues and find uh, uh, witnesses um, in this little city uh, um, in a picturesque part of Japan, which is the most awesome part of the game because they basically reproduced that part of Japan very closely. It's not Tokyo. It's not the. Ca- the, the Japan that you see normally, right. and they actually produce the people of that. They they actually picked up real people and reproduced them as part of the game. So mm-hmm. that's very interesting. It's gonna come out from P Cube, which is which is the same crazy people that um, that are that are localizing Valkyrie Drive Bikuni. Yes. Uh, and uh, and I actually interviewed the producer, and he had a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, actually, the, the director uh, at Kadokawa Game, and they have a lot they have a lot of things to say. Um, it honestly was a candidate for our for our um, award until I noticed that it was already released in Japan, which is which 
uh, by rule kind of put it off the 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 table for a word but it's really interesting um unless you're put off by the visual not structure but if you like it it's attorney you're probably gonna like this one as well gameplay wise hmm. um, that was impressive and but there was so many impressive things uh i, I finally tried the drive club vr <laughs> oh drive club how is that works really nice it, it it actually works really nice uh i'm not completely sold on vr yet you guys don't know that but yeah. that one works well uh it's nice it's fun um the glare of the sun is a little strong like if you go right. see I, I actually recorded films uh, some of my gameplay there was a place in the urban track in which there is a very big glare of the sun right in your face and it's in the corner so you basically have to go blind into the corner because you don't see where the hell the the little pillar that delimited the corner is. So you you basically have to either go wide or go blind. Right. But it's very fun. I I, I I think that game may may sell me definitely on VR. Now I have a question. Our point. Yeah. Tell me. Um. You know, everyone of course uh, praises Drive Club for fidelity. Uh, does mm-hmm. that translate over to the VR headset? Because I know that, at uh, least in my okay. experience, Graf- it's more muddled. The graphics are a little bit worse, but you don't notice it because you're like the the whole immersiveness of, of it all um, is is very like uh, it impacts a lot on your on on your eyes more than uh, you don't really notice the small flows in the graphics. So yeah. of course the graphics are downgraded a little bit. They have to be because of course you you have to to render at like three times the the, the frame rate. It's 90 FPS I think. Uh, that's what I they, that's what most uh, PlayStation VR games are. Right. And the game is 30. So rendering three times the frames on the same consoles and it wasn't running on PlayStation Pro. No game on the show floor. They were all running on the normal PlayStations. Okay, so that's good to hear. Four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they had to downgrade a little bit the graphics, uh, but you don't notice that much. The only thing I have to say about PlayStation VR, which is something that it's the same I've seen last year, mm-hmm. uh, and which I hope they would have fixed. It's a little bit made for people with small noses. Oh, I got a huge nose. That's yeah, a, me too. It's a big problem. Uh, it's my big Italian I, Southern I, Italy I, nose. They, they have a, like, <laughs> They have a little rubber thingy on your nose here that, that is made to like keep it like uh, tight. But on the other hand, if your nose is big, it will push the even if you like you have a button to regulate to push the the visor visor part back and forth. Mm-hmm. But even if you push it all the way to your face, that part will uh, push the your nose will push that little part a little bit further from your face. And it will be less, like, you will see a little blurry. So, basically, what I had to do was uh, keep to see perfectly was keeping the, the, the thing with my hand against my head. And what I will have to do when I buy the when I buy the PlayStation VR is that I'm going to have to attach the second elastic or the second band at the bottom of it. Okay. So that it will put the bottom against my face. That's the only way I can think of. Because there was no way to keep it perfectly attached to my face on the bottom part. And of course, if it's not perfectly attached to your face, it is a little blurry. Like the whole the whole set is completely is attached to your face to your head only on the top. So if you have something like your nose that's pushing from the bottom, it will push away a little bit. There is no way around it other than putting something that keeps it attached to your face. Right. I don't know if 
I, my nose is really, really big, as you can see. So I don't know if your nose is maybe a little smaller. Mine, <laughs> my, mine's up there. Trust me. Yeah, um, but you, you'll possibly have to put a second band, and I don't know how, how well that is gonna be for comfort. <laughs> no, but this but, is for play, this is for PlayStation VR, right? For the yes. headset, or yeah, yeah, I'm actually I'm trying it uh, for the first time tomorrow at an event, so I guess I'll report so back can, once I do that. Well, so. your nose <laughs> is not as big as mine, though, so we'll see. <laughs> But it, it does look that it's made for Japanese noses. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure there will be fixes. I mean, I, I was one of the people who played their PlayStation uh, 1 upside down. Um, oh, this is hardware. No, no, I, I, I know that. I, there's always, like, some sort of fix mm. among the community. Turn your PlayStation ah. 1 upside down so the laser ah, oh, reads mean, it. And like attaching, like attaching a band to the bottom of the yeah, Exactly. Thing. Yeah, there, there will be something. Maybe even something sold third party to help fix us big no big nosed people i also tried farpoint by the way in position vr uh which is very very nice too um right it was very much of a it was very much like a starship troopers on, on in vr basically all right yeah. yeah actually in the uh in the comments seraphim brought up a pretty interesting point he said i actually canceled the psvr and used the money to pay for the pro Still iffy on the VR in general. I think Ace Combat will sell me on it, though. Uh, I can uh, imagine that, that wasn't being... playable. That disappeared completely. Did like, it? Uh, oh, really? Like, I mean, uh, Bandai Namco completely, like, uh, forgot about it. I, I, There was no presence of uh, Ace Combat 7 in uh, Tokyo Game Show at all. And in the latest, uh, like, there wasn't 33. It wasn't um, at... Um, at Gamescom, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it again at PlayStation Experience because it wasn't there. It was gone. Yeah. I got Seraphim it. also said uh, PlayStation nose grips from Mad Cats should be an accessory <laughs> to sell. So it was like, they're, they're the ones to do that. So no, you, know what, you know what we should do? Uh, what they should do? They should put together PlayStation VR and uh, the Nozulus Rift from uh, Ubisoft. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, actually... I was offered to. Well, actually, I, I they, they had like a, a at Gamescom. They had nozzle thrift. It was there physically. You could you could use it if you want. But when they actually, I actually tried um, the butter, the the fracture butthole. Uh, they basically there was there were enough, enough units. There were only two units. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I I got there a little late. So they told me that where they and they didn't have any one for me. I just could play the game. I was like. Okay, that, that's fine. <laughs> that's not going to be fine. <laughs> I don't want to try this thing. I don't want to. I don't want to, to like throw up in, in front of everyone. Right. I, I had, I, I've I've seen and heard people gag, really, hard <laughs> on that thing. So yeah, that's that's the kind of VR I don't want to try. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, let's see. Do you guys have any comments so far? Uh, I'm, I'm the only one talking, and I kind of feel bad. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you're the one there with the experience, so that's, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you've seen video, you've seen everything, come on. I think my, I think my, my main question is just, because um, I know you've been at Tokyo Game Show a couple times and a couple yeah. other, like, international events. Like, how, uh, how does Tokyo Game Show compare to things like Gamescom or things like that? Like, how is it different? It's, it's more like, uh, it's definitely more made for consumers. So, mm. if, you, if you look at um, Gamescom, well, more E3, E3 is like a, completely press-facing event. So right, yeah. Consumers, sometimes consumers are invited in a way, like they, they let them in, but they are in very small numbers, and it's mostly right. a press-facing event. Uh, Gamescom is kind of in the middle. Uh, it has yeah. half, half, um, half for press and half for uh, 
for consumer, like it has a section of the show set apart for the press. Only the press and media and business people can go in. Like, on the other end, uh, Talking Game Show is definitely for the consumer. Like, it doesn't even have a press part set in. Like, if, if um, a developer wants to uh, have a press part, they, uh, like, they either have to do, like, a separate part of their booth. And in that case, there is a lot of noise. It's not the best solution. Or they actually have to rent a room in, an, in a nearby hotel. Like, most of the press presentation are doing... There is a ton of iRise hotels that are very nice um, on, uh, besides the, 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 the venue. And so uh, developers and publisher uh, rent rooms there and, and you go there and you do your presentation. But, um, oh, by the way, I interviewed also uh, Kenichiro Takaki, which is the, the director and producer of um, um, Senran Kagura. Okay. Unfortunately, you'll have to wait for that interview for reasons. Reasons? <laughs> yeah, reasons. That's <laughs> a... That's promising. I got a question for you, Giuseppe. Yeah, go ahead. Was deep down there? I no, no nothing, no. nothing no. official. <laughs> no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't there at all. It wasn't there at all, and I was surprised. Did you ask uh, about it? Uh, I asked about it to the people at at Cap- Like I kind of prodded it a little bit, but they just smiled and said nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I didn't have any formal interview with uh, with Capcom because Capcom did not have a presence for Western journalists. Um, so yeah, the, the, it was Capcom's presence was very Japanese centric. As much as uh, this is a bit a little bit of a of a anecdote again, uh, I went to to deliver our prizes right to all the booth. Yeah. So I go to Capcom, won our uh, best uh, 3DS game with Monster Hunter Stories, which is really, really nice. And I hope they announce it for the West soon, because it's really nice. It looks great, even on 3DS. And you know I'm not fond of 3DS's graphics, because they are really antiquated. But that one probably is one of the best-looking games on 3DS I've seen in a long while. So I brought them the, I brought them the prize, uh, the, our little triang- triangle. Uh, right. And they started talking like between uh, between the booth stuff and they were like oh my god what do we do with this um go let's go let's go at, uh, let's go ask the the our superiors and they, they start they kept me there for three for 30 minutes <laughs> okay and, and and then the their the, the the booth chief comes back and says um and and tells them uh, oh yeah if it was if this was a prize from a japanese outlet that would be any problem but we have to get clearance from the producers. It's a Western site uh, to to actually attach it to the boot and whatnot. Of course, they didn't tell me this, but they were talking in Japanese right in front of me. Right. And uh, and so basically, we got a little bit discriminated because we are a Western site. Um, and it's amazing. And it's amazing how much people tell you and right in front of your face when they don't know you. You can understand Japanese. <laughs> but you know, uh, they were just doing their duty. So it's not like mm. they. It's not like I was, you know, bent out of or offended. I was like, okay, no, well, see ya. <laughs> Have your prize, and and uh, let's say that other other uh, publishers were much more enthusiastic about getting the prize, their prizes. Like uh, <laughs> when I when I brought them to Tabata-san uh, for Final Fantasy XV, it was like really nice about it. It, it came out of the boot of the boot like it was just after the, their stage event. It came out of the boot like a thunderbolt, like like ran out of the boot. Literally gave me like a 
his life on my on my chest like this and was like he hugged me it was like a very happy he he has a very strong high five like the Badasan, you don't see it because he, he is like not super big the Badasan is built really most, yeah oh my god he has a super strong hug and, and he when he when he high fives he is like really built up yes he he's really really muscular i think i think he, he, um, he goes to the gym or something which is probably something you need when you do like your is uh, right it's a very stationary kind of lifestyle yeah, but he's really built up. It's muscular, right? It was like, whoa, about <laughs> the son. You you you've put on some muscle. <laughs> it must be all the all the hard work he did. But right. um, he was probably the nicest person in at the at the event for the for the prize he got. Like you know, our prizes were not a big a big site. So right. uh, our prizes are not a big uh, a, are not a big deal. You know, you get a prize from IGN, you get a prize from which which didn't really uh, in a talk game show they don't really do it but if you get the prizes for from big uh from big outlets that's definitely let's be realistic much more than honor uh for uh, developers but still he was very happy about it very uh, i that, that's it's nice to see when you know we do prizes uh, to acknowledge the hard work developers do we do the awards for that because i think uh we think that um Developers work very, very hard, and sometimes their their work doesn't get recognized enough. So it's nice to see people genuinely happy when they receive that, even if our mm. prices are not that great. And I have to say, guys, you voted it. the the Reader's Choice Award are 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 what made Tabata San the happiest. Oh, that's uh, great. Was, when I, I I gave them I, I gave it to them I gave it to him like one at a time. Mm-hmm. And when he got, and when I pulled out Reason Choice, it was like, it, it, it lit up. It was like, yeah! I'm sure, that's <laughs> yeah. much, that that must be but much it, better for him, you know, knowing yeah, that. Yeah, Reason Choice Award is, is the, probably the best ones, and, 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 right, and after yeah. that we started doing it. Uh, we kind of, honestly, we kind of didn't do it before because we didn't know how, how many people would respond to it. But we got a very, very big response, and I'm very happy about it. So thank you, everyone, for voting. If you voted, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to do every single time from now on, every single award. Um, and we're going to try to have awards and more uh, convention. Because it's nice to you know, give back a little bit to developers and give you guys the ability to vote uh, what you like the most. So, uh, Ryan, th- Ryan, that's going to be on you over at uh, Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's back. only going to be about five games there. So yeah, we've not <laughs> I was talking about E3, which is which yeah, we normally of course. do. Right, like. yeah. Comic-Con, is, Comic-Con, at least in New York, doesn't have much of a gaming presence. No, so no, com- <laughs> no it's, it's pretty light on games. Yeah, exactly. But we, we It's, it's basically to... like the big ones there are going to be Capcom and Square Enix are like the biggest companies there, so that's about it. And then yeah, the, uh, Namco Bandai, yeah. too. If we if we give too many awards to Square Enix, they're going to get their head big. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, something that was also very impressive was also near Automatella. What they, what they show, it wasn't playable, unfortunately. But what they showcased on the stage show, I don't know if you guys have seen the the videos. It's incredible. Uh, like they, they have like this camera panning that goes really, really, really back, and it almost looks like a shooter game. And the, the fighting was like pure platinum games, super stylish hmm. combat, amazing. Uh, yeah, 
in any case, the Square Enix had a very, very strong presence. Right? So Speaking of Square of Enix, though, yeah. um, did you get a pl- uh, this is a question from Seraphim in the comments? He says, <laughs> "Do you get? A, did you get to play World of Final Fantasy?" Yes. How was uh, it? it? If uh, if you like the classic uh, turn-based Final Fantasy, you're gonna love this one. Oh, like, that's totally me. Awesome. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, it's a little bit like it's not like all of them. It's it has the ATB gauge basically. So right. uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty classic uh, Final Fantasy. And it works really really well. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, the visual maybe are a little rough sometimes because the textures of the environments are a bit. A bit so so like they, they're not super high resolution the, the graphics are awesome the environments a little bit less the environments are more like typical japanese game basically but if you play it on vita uh, especially i think it's gonna be look really nice because the screen is smaller and all that uh but yeah definitely it was a very good game uh it got our best psp the game for for a reason uh, definitely i also played the kingdom the the, the new well new new kingdom no. Hearts. <laughs> Not King of Hearts. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that, that got delayed to next year. What? It did? I missed yeah, that. Yeah, it got delayed. Yeah, I think it got when? delayed to like early next year, like when? recently, within the last week. Oh, I, be, I think here I, I missed that part. Yeah, I think it got, de- it got delayed to like early next year. So uh, That, well, that really it, is uh, <laughs> a great inclination, you know, showing for what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to look like. Uh, that just went oh, an God. extra year on my calendar. Uh, <laughs> uh, so in what, 2025 we'll get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to get Cyberpunk 2070 before we get Kingdom Hearts 3. We're going to get Hideo Kojima's game before we get friggin' Kingdom Hearts oh, 3. Hideo, <laughs> Hideo Kojima, guys. Hideo Kojima was, 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 was great. <laughs> Was great. I actually didn't, didn't get to meet him. I actually just uh, passed by him. And, but but uh, what he did on stage was the burn of the burns. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys. See? Basically, what what happened? I, I was there. Uh, I was like bonkers. Um, they someone actually asked him, uh, well, uh, if uh, uh, Metal Gear survived was his idea. And even the 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 host. This lady that was hosting the event was like, "Oh my God, this is this is this is a bit of a of a of a of an interesting question," and and he asked that, and and, and Kojima was like, "Mix face," and was like, uh, "Can't get night." I was like, uh, "I I know nothing about it. It's not I it's uh, I don't care basically. It, right. It's not literally don't care, but basically I don't care. Uh, I, I'm not connected with the game. I don't think zombies are gonna come out uh, in the Metal Gear world because it's it's a it's a espionage, a political, a political fiction game, and it was like completely dismissing Metal Gear Survive, which is pretty much a cash in, nothing more. And the, and on stage, and the comments went crazy on Nico Nico. Right. Like you saw Nico Nico basically have, have these comments that are scrolling on top of the screen, and you saw the screen completely covered with comments, people <laughs> laughing. In Japan, yeah. basically, you have this this internet lingo that when you when you make it like a a a, a lot of W's, like um one a line of W's that's laughing because it's warao, which means laughing. Okay. Uh, also, also, when you like uh, eight 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 eight, it's applause, and a a a a a in Japanese is is uh, still laughing because ha 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 ha. Right. And the the comments were. Full of this, and there was just a, a fraction because if you see the scroll of the comments, it was like 
it was crazy. <laughs> Everyone's laughing and and making fun of Konami and and all that because Konami had basically pretty much nothing in this show. They had pass. They've uh, really decimated themselves. So they had uh, pass. They had Yu-Gi-Oh and basically nothing else. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I got pass. an email. For, I, uh, yeah, there's. I think they're bringing that to Comic Con and that's it. That's like all there is. They've got Pro yeah, Evolution Yu-Gi-Oh soccer going on, which I'm enjoying. Uh, I didn't even bother, uh, to be honest, because, you know, I, I'm bad with soccer games, but uh, the, the only thing they, 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 the only good thing they had was really the boot companions, like the ladies at the boot were really nice, they had really nice costumes, awesome. <laughs> that's all. But yeah, uh, Konami was probably the, the weakest in, in between the big publishers. Right. Uh, they, they had quite, quite a nice uh, presence, Nanko by they had a lot of stuff, stuff as well. Nothing super big, but they had a uh, summer lesson was nice. Uh, summer lesson, I, I actually finally managed to try it, and it was it was really nice. It was really interesting. Possibly the, one of the best games in VR. Even if it's, I wouldn't consider it super like, very much of a game itself. More like an experience, but it's it's nice. It, it works very well. Ikari Chan works uh, like it feels really natural when she comes in and and you know talks to you. Like it feels mm-hmm. like a very much of a real girl, even if it, the, the graphics and the animation are not super realistic. But it feels right. like a real anime girl, basically, that's talking to you and all that. Uh, it's very nicely made. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually try the full thing of that. Alright, so I think we got a good picture of what TGS yeah. was like this year. Yeah, um, if I, if, honestly, if I had to say everything, i go on for two weeks and spoil all the, oh, yeah. all the content we have. Like, we, guys, Stay tuned on Dual Shockers because we really had have a ton of content coming still on Attack Against Show. Some is out, but there is still a lot to come. So you guys stay tuned, and you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of interesting things to read in the past in the next few like a uh, next week or so. All right, perfect. Um, all right, so I think we could wrap up there. If you have any burning questions about anything at TGS, yeah, uh, make Ask sure me. to. Uh, yeah, leave it uh, in the comments. Let's let's give it let's give them like five minutes to ask. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I think uh, Seraphim actually asked in the comments if you got to play uh, World of Final Fantasy. We, uh, we yeah, that? I did. I I, I mentioned yeah. it where you sleep. Yeah, no, we sorry. talked about that. <laughs> okay, sorry, it was World of Final Fantasy <laughs> talk. So, um, oh, and then Seraphim also mentioned. Uh, so Konami, they could have shown Metal Gear Pachinko, but they did not. I guess so. Uh, no, because but that, there is a reason for that. Okay. Uh, that's because uh, uh, Metal Gear, uh, the p- Pachinko doesn't, it's not part of Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show is just for uh, console and mobile games. Uh, right, yeah. Pachinkos have their own show, which I don't remember when it is, but they have their own show. And, and you'll see a lot of Metal Gear Pachinko there. I can guarantee yeah. that. I think the other the other comment that stuck out to me, I think, was earlier that uh, Seraphim also said uh, about Nier Automata. And uh, he said, Nier Automata is looking absolutely fantastic. I try oh, yeah. not to look at a whole lot of videos since I want it be uh, I want it all to be new to me when I play it, but I couldn't help it with near. So I, I don't know if you mentioned yeah. that before. But, but there is the, the the videos that you put up from the event are not um, are like not from the story, so you're not like spoiling anything. It's mostly showing you how the gameplay is, and and they really worth watching. I was like, whoa, which is why they yeah. got the biggest shocker award. Because honestly, when I saw that, I was on I was in the press room. Because I was covering the live stream, because I needed to record it, so I didn't. I wasn't there in the middle of the crowd. I seriously stood up and I said, "What the fuck!" in the middle of the press room. <laughs> right. There was all these Japanese journalists that looking at me. What the fuck is this Gaijin doing? 
um, <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the press room, screaming like that, like a little girl. But yeah, that, that was really nice. All right, so we got two final questions, um, both okay. in the stream. Uh, Dalo says, did you get to play Resident Evil 7? Yes, I did. Uh, but I, I, it was pretty much the same demo that I played on um, at Gamescom. And uh, it's not the game. Like, that part, the part that, that you also saw in the... Um, in the um, in the streams, uh, which we have one up, uh, is basically a videotape you discover in the game and you play it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the game itself, so uh, it's really difficult to judge the game itself from that because it's it's hide and seek. So it's scary, it's creepy. Uh, well, I guess I have a little bit of a higher um, tolerance to scary. Uh, I'm mostly uh, weak to mostly to jump scares, and that one doesn't have many, very many jump scares. The scares are kind of um, telegraphs. That so... said, the um, the occasional when I played it my first time, the occasional popping out ghost woman. Um, oh yeah. That scares mm. the shit out of me because that's random occurrences. You never know exactly where. Yeah, but right. specifically yeah. specifically that demo. Yeah. That demo is very telegraphs. Uh, and all it's creepy, and, and I, I've seen people screaming like little girls. Uh, attempted to word like girls in the streams, but I, I don't know how you can be that scared by that one uh, because I don't find it that scary. Maybe we're we're faking a little bit to, for for the audience uh, for the audience sake. I don't know, but uh, I didn't find it that scary. I find it more very creepy that that I did. And also uh, the big the big thing that kind of ruined it for me. Is that it's literally linear? Like you, the doors you, the doors that you're not supposed to take are yeah. closed. Yeah. So you basically walk through it, and and you need to hide and seek when there is this old lady that's coming at you. But that's it. So it wasn't very enthusing for me. We'll have to see in the future. What was the other question? Uh, sorry, because I can't read the questions. No, that's no problem. Not... The other question is, okay. which which headset did they use for the PSVR? Were they showcasing the new Platinum headset with it? Uh, I have no idea, actually. because that, And that, there is a reason for that. Okay. Because when, 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 they, when they put the PSVR on you, they put the PSVR on your face first, and then they put the headset on your ears. So you don't right. see which one it is uh, unless you actually right, yeah. go and, and look at it and i didn't yeah. so honestly i have no idea sorry about that uh you po you can possibly notice uh if you, if you go to the to our uh playstation to our um boot girls um um photo article uh you can check it out and since i take i took a lot of pictures of the girls at playstation's booth that by the way shout out to them because they were absolutely awesome the ladies at PlayStation booth, they were knowledgeable. They knew everything about the game they were presenting. They all spoke English, which is really shows how much Sony actually went and selected them. They were beautiful. They were classy. They were great. They were literally, between all the booth ladies, the booth companions, as they call them in Japan, uh, they were the best. Because really, they were they knew what they were talking about. They were they, they were able to explain English, and it was great. Anyway, and they had the best. Uh, I think they had the coolest outfits with the photo reflective. Uh, oh yeah, PlayStation nice. symbols. Well, it depends on what you like. <laughs> it depends on how much skin you like to see. I guess they were definitely mm -hmm. that, that, That's fair. Fair comparison. <laughs> um, but what I was saying is that if you look at, at those pictures, there are a lot of pictures in the Sony booths. So you can see the PlayStation VR um, area, 
and you can see what kind of ads that possibly they are using in by by looking at the pictures in on the background. So check there. Because unfortunately, honestly, I didn't check. I'm sorry about that. All right. So I think that'll wrap up the questions for today. If you have any other burning questions, if you're listening to this uh, via podcast service, just go to the comments and uh, post and post it. We will answer it next week. Um, and also, uh, otherwise, if you if you really have a burning question, that's just send it. To, uh, on Twitter, and I will respond to them as much as, as soon as possible. Like uh, I already, we really don't don't mind responding to questions about the show. It was it was a lot of fun. I I, I liked it. I have to say, this is my favorite show of the year, and it shows. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, so uh, let's wrap everything up. Let's talk upcoming games for this coming week. Uh, today's the 21st, so we're gonna look through the 28th. Uh, starting tomorrow, Severed is coming out on Wii U. Uh, Virginia is coming out PC, PS4, Xbox One. On the 23rd, Warhammer 40,000 uh, uh, Eternal Crusades coming out for PC. Uh, and on the 27th, we have a ton of games coming out. We have uh, Shanti Half Genie Hero for 360 PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, Vita, Wii U. Uh, Forza Horizon 3. And my poster. Sorry? And my toaster. And your toaster. Ooh, yeah, yada, yada, <laughs> yada. Uh, Forza Horizon 3 is coming out also that day. PC, yeah. Xbox One. Uh, go check out the review. Fantastic game. Uh, FIFA 17 for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Valha- uh, Valhalla Hills for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, best game of the month, year. Uh, Sonic Boom, Fire and Ice for 3DS. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we, <laughs> we will have a review out for that, so... Uh, I can just imagine what what kind of score that is gonna get. Yeah. I don't know. But I can imagine. Who's reviewing it? Uh, Thomas. So. Oh, Thomas. Nice. Maybe he's gonna be nice to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. He might be a he might be a Sonic fan, as many people remember from last podcast. I used to be a Sonic fan. Um, oh, but yeah. if he's a Sonic oh. fan, if he's a Sonic fan, it may be it may be more cruel to it. Now Lou is a different kind of Sonic fan. <laughs> <laughs> It's a okay. long story. We will discuss it later. Go listen to the last podcast. Um, also on the 27th, we've got Stein's Gate Zero for Vita. Uh, Great one. XCOM 2 for PS4, Xbox One. ATV Renegades for Xbox One. River City Tokyo Rumble for 3DS. Cluster Truck for PC. Uh, and the one that I have right here, uh, Licksphere. Uh, Giuseppe, nice. you're normally the person to show off the cool the heck is that? things. The heck is that? This is uh, it's a game coming out for uh, PC, PlayStation 4, and uh, Vita, and it's basically a uh, uh, a game where you are just throwing uh, a light spear, uh, lightsaber cross a sphere at various hordes of zombies coming towards you uh, by yep. a small independent company, and they sent out this amazing press kit. Uh, which okay. I'm going to photograph and post on Twitter. But it's fantastic. It's got this whole retro style. It's sent out in the VHS tape. They sent it with a uh, Japanese cartridge, which is cardboard. Really? Uh, cardboard. <laughs> but it has a USB slot, if you can see it. Uh, so if you plug so it in, it's actually got the whole game. Yeah, it's nice. it's one of the best ones I've ever seen uh, You know, in my right. a few years of working in the industry. So I'm right. very impressed. Uh, and that is all of the games coming out uh, up until the 28th, uh, and then next next week we're 
getting into October. We are in the middle of review season and uh, that's, all that's the when major game releases. like really begins. Oh, it's getting bad. It's getting bad October's, on our end. October is a October is a crammed month. Bad on my wallet. Okay. Uh, before we leave, I'm gonna leave you guys with another little anecdote from the from the show. Well, actually, from the post show, which is funny. So I, I'm just le- le- gonna leave it there as a as a funny end. So basically, yesterday, uh, two days ago, actually, I went to. Um, I, I actually didn't have time to give um, a developer his um, best platform award, which is which went to called Arcore, yeah. the indie game from a Japanese company. That that's uh, it's on Kickstarter now. If you want the mecha game, mecha platformer, uh, action platformer, that's absolutely fantastic. Go check it out on Kickstarter. Little plug, it's deserved. Um, it's named, the name is called Arcor, but Rocket Patch game. So basically, what happened it was too funny. So I went there. We did a little interview. It was raining a lot. Uh, so after that, we said, "Oh, let's go to Akihabara and have a little fun." Me, yeah. uh, the the director and the the interpreter. So. Let's go and see a little bit of Mecha stuff because they're crazy for Mecha like me. Uh, so we went out, went to Akihabara, and it started pouring. <laughs> we had right. a typhoon. I was with the, with with, with the, it was me, the developer, and the interpreter. They were we were pouring on us like it. Uh, don't go to Akihabara with the developer. You gotta get getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like I never got this wet in Japan in my life. It was like that's really, crazy. real real typhoon. It didn't hit Tokyo directly, so it hit more like the the Osaka part of of Japan. Right. But it rained a lot, so we were we were like there, ah, like a like little girl because we had an umbrella, but the the wind was so strong that yeah. we were hit by cold water all over the place. We were like ah, running to places to get a little <laughs> bit of shelter. It was funny. Anyway, if right. you want to if you want to check the game out, check it out. We're gonna have a an interview soon about that as well. Fantastic. Anyway, that's it. That that was a little funny note to make you people laugh before before we leave here today. Can't wait to see that interview. Um, so let's do the social media. Well, and... the, 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 the inter- there is no rain in the interview. Part. I, I'm sure. It but... was done in cafe, so that's okay. <laughs> it was we weren't wet. We were right. having some really nice coffee, by the way. It was pretty much the only good coffee I found in Japan for now. <laughs> Right, and you are a coffee aficionado, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so social media and site plugs. If you're looking for us anywhere on social media, if it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can find us by just looking up Dual Shockers. Meanwhile, if you want to catch our YouTube videos, uh, our recordings of this, video recordings of this, check out youtube.com slash dstvoriginals. Uh, to come watch and be part of the show, join us every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We're a little late today. We're counting to Giuseppe Japan time, uh, and we'll be normalized <laughs> by next week. Uh, you can come join us at twitch.tv slash Live. We always read out the comments. Uh, we always love having people here. And I think we're going to start kicking in giveaways soon because we've been sitting on a few review copy, um, promotional copies of things. Uh, finally, you can find our round-the-clock news coverage reviews features and editorials over at dualshockers.com. Make sure you check out all the TGS coverage we did. Uh, we are... As and we are doing it. As and we are doing it. Like, Sorry. in the future, we also have a lot of it. Yeah. We have a lot of TGS coverage. Also, follow us on Twitter because you're going to see a lot of gaming stuff from Japan more uh, beyond TGS. Right. Absolutely. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, Dual Shockers 
is one of the first and foremost uh, best sites if you're looking for Western TGS coverage. Uh, we are so all inclusive of things, but of course, a bias. And you are and you are so humble, really. <laughs> I'm what a little, is this little biased. Of humility. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Luke and Taldi. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at at Ryan Meitzler. All right. My name. Don't wear it out. Giuseppe, you can't show your cue card, so you're gonna actually have to yeah. say it. Yeah, A B R uh, I E L, I think something like that. Well, just just look for Giuseppe Nelva from the, you, you'll find it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sorry about that, but my, I, I I had a weird nickname and I still have it. <laughs> totally understandable. Okay, so let's go into the theme song. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for joining. See you next week. Bye.